I'm Dr. Walter Malone Jr., founder of WM Ministries. I want to thank you for joining me for this segment of Tailored to Win, that I might share with you some insights that can inspire, inform, and empower your life. And I want us to look at Psalm 124, and today I just want to just touch on Psalm 124, and I'm going to take the hymnal even today and point out about two or three hymns that kind of spiritually accentuate our understanding of God's guidance in our lives. Psalm 124, beginning with the first verse, reads like this. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Now, I could just stop right there, couldn't I? Is that not your testimony? <laughs> yeah. When men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowler, flower, flower, fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Whenever we look at the book of Psalms, we have the privilege of eavesdropping in on the experience of a person or a people who share with us in reflection what God has done for them in their life. This psalm, Psalm 124, is a psalm attributed to David. You know, David is the major penman of the Psalter, and this psalm is among a collection of psalms known as the Songs of Ascent. These were songs that the children of Israel sung as they were making their way up to Jerusalem during special feast days like the Day of Atonement and feast days like the Passover. They would make their way up to Jerusalem for a time of worship and special celebration. This particular psalm is one where David is now reflecting and the people of God as they make their way up to Jerusalem, as they would sing this particular psalm, they are reflecting on God's keeping power in their life, on God's care, on God's protection, on God's covering over their lives. And as they think about the many different trials and tribulations that they've come through, they are making the testimony, if it had not been that the Lord was on our side, where would we be? Like Israel, you and I can also make that same declaration. When we look back over our lives, when we pause and reflect on where the Lord has brought us from, can we not say the same thing? If it had not been that the Lord was on my side, where would I be? Because the fact of the matter is, wherever you are today, spiritually, physically, mentally, 
emotionally, socially, financially. Where you are today is not where you have always been. God has brought all of us from a mighty long ways. Just look at somebody says he keep talking like this, I'm gonna holler. Yes. And so when we think about our church, this coming Sunday, we're going to celebrate our 39th church anniversary. And so let me take a minute just to tell you how good God has been to us. Because whatever God is doing in his house, he wants to do in your house. And I'm telling you, God has brought our church in 39 years from a mighty, a mighty, a mighty long ways. This is a beautiful campus that we worship and do ministry out of now. We're sitting on about 24 acres of land. We have over a hundred uh, uh, thousand square feet of facility usage. We have a facility that when it was first built, it was somewhere around $30 million. If you were to try to build this facility now, it would cost you at minimum somewhere probably around $50 million to build a facility like this. But this is not where we started. We started with no place to have worship. 39 years ago, all we had was 97 people and God. 97 people and a preacher said that we are believing God for a vision that he's calling us to do ministry in Louisville, Kentucky. And myself and 97 people came together in a spiritual commitment to God and to one another to give birth to the Cain, what would become known as the Canaan Christian Church. Yes, 39 years ago, we, we, the church was birthed out of prayer. We had a prayer meeting in the basement of Little Flock Baptist Church, and we were praying to discern God's will. The Holy Spirit came into that prayer service so heavy that you could have cut it with a, light, with a knife. People were praising God. People were weeping and crying about the hand of God upon our lives. We didn't know where we were going to go. We didn't know how things were going to work out. All we knew is that we loved God, that God loved us, that we loved one another, and that the hand of God was upon our lives, and he had a purpose that he was working out for us. We didn't even have an offering plate to put the offering in. In that prayer service, one of our charter members, Nancy Dimatra, stood up, raised her hand, said, Pastor, could I tell you something? I said, speak on. She says, uh, Pastor, I talked with the people at Magazine Street, Seventh-day Adventist Church, and they said that we can use their facility as long as we need. I said, Nancy, what you mean you talk to Magazine Street, Seventh-day Adventist Church? I said, we meet in the night to see if we're going to be a church. I guess Nancy was operating from the scripture that says, speaking those things that are not as though they were. She had already, uh, uh, the, the Spirit of God had already put in her heart what he was going to do, and he used her as preparation for the church. 
they worship on Saturday, so their facilities were available on Sunday. So they said we could use their facility as long as we needed. My wife and some other members of the church, then they got busy. They went to Kinko's and they put together a worship bulletin and printed it out. Some people went to Lifeway and bought some uh, offering plates. And then uh, Sister Barbara Rosa's daughter, uh, um, uh, and Sister Irma Coleman's daughter, uh, they uh, were young then, and so they said, Pastor, we'll play the piano. Sister Lucille Fresh, uh, one of our charter members, she's gone home to be with the Lord. She said, Pastor, I'll direct the choir. People began to volunteer to sing in the choir. Some other folks said, I'll usher. And, uh, and so here we are coming out of the gate, you know, just a little small group of people trusting in God. Amen. And on that Sunday morning, we met at Magazine Street, Seventh-day Adventist Church. I preached my first sermon for the Canaan Church entitled, Making Do with Broken Pieces. And after I got through preaching that Sunday morning, 17 people joined church that Sunday morning. Amen. That evening we had Bible study and about seven or ten more people joined that evening at the Bible study. And here we are at Magazine Street, don't have our own facility, you know, but we've got God. Oh, when you got God, you got all that you need. Yeah, and so we began to worship there. We're worshiping there Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. I told the church, I said, listen, I said, this is a journey of faith. And I said, as we walk by faith, we just got to trust God. I said, now we're going we're gonna to do it God's way. I said, so when it comes to the financial stewardship of the church, I said, we ain't going to have no chicken dinners, no fish fries, no baby contests. I said, we ain't going to do nothing with no games and gimmicks. We're going to do it according to the word of God. Everyone tithe. Everyone give your offerings above the tithe. I said to the church, I said, I don't know what door God's going to open, but he will open a door. I said, we just got to be ready when the door opens. And so we gave our regular tithes and offering. We gave sacrificially. And I said to the church, I said, we've got to raise enough money so that when the door opens we are in a good position to be able to walk in. So I said let's raise a hundred thousand dollars. Now this is back 39, 39 years ago in 1983 and I didn't have 200 members. I said we got to raise a hundred thousand dollars. I said what the way we'll do it is everybody just give a thousand dollars. Do you not know that in 11 months in 11 months with less than 200 adults, we raised $100,000. <laughs> Yeah, people people who had the thousand just gave it. People, um, they, uh, some people didn't just have the cash, so they went to the bank and borrowed a thousand dollars. Back then, I don't know if they do it now, but back then, you could get a thousand dollars signature loan. People went and borrowed a thousand dollars to make sure that they had their thousand dollars to give. And so we're just going by faith. We ain't got a bill. As a pastor, I ain't got no office. 
Oh, I got a nice office now. I've got a very nice office, and I thank the Lord for it. I could just start running laps in my office when I think about where we started. Oh, you ain't feeling me. I better break it down like a fraction. Okay, let me help you to feel me. I said, we ain't got no building, so I ain't got no office. So you say, well, Pastor, where are you working from? Well, sometimes I work, uh, you know, from my home, but just to make me feel, you know, like I'm going somewhere, I'd leave the house. Where'd you go, Pastor? I went to Shoney's. Yeah, I went to Shoney's, and I got me a table. I ordered me some coffee and a little small breakfast, and I'm sitting at the table working on things, ideas, writing up plans, and so forth. And then uh, I'm just sitting there, so then I said, could you bring me another cup of coffee, you know? And I'm sitting there, could you bring me some water? Could you bring me some more water? Now, it done went from 8.39, it's about 12.30, 1 o'clock. The waiter come back over and said, uh, sir, look, you know, you've been here all all morning, I asked noon, afternoon, do you want lunch now? I said, well, yeah, bring me some lunch. And then I'd eat lunch, and then it gets on over, and now it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I kept doing that day after day, so they said to me one day, uh, sir, could you tell me, who are you? You come here every day, you get here about 8, 39 in the morning, and you're sitting over here working on something, and you're staying all day long. I said, well, I'm the pastor of a church, Canaan Missionary Baptist Church, and I'm working on some plans. We don't have no building, but I come here to work. They said, okay, we'll tell you what, we're going to sit you over here in this corner, right over here, and you come every morning if you want to, and you can stay all day long. It'll be your little cubicle. I said, thank you, Jesus. So I met Shonis, that's my office. Brothers and sisters, it's a long ways from Shonis with no building to be in this beautiful facility and with the office that I have now. I'm telling you, God is great and he's greatly to be praised. And then the Lord opened up a door. We bought our first facility over on Dixie Highway. The first church of the Nazarene was in that building and they was trying to sell it and couldn't find nobody to seemingly to sell it to. And somebody told them, there's a young preacher in the city named Walter Malone. If you find him, I bet you he'll buy it. The man came out to my house knocking on the door on a Saturday morning, the pastor of the church, saying, my name is Pastor So-and-so and I heard that you have a growing church and that you could buy our facility. I said, okay, where is it at? He said, on Dixon Highway. I said, okay, I'll buy it. And he said, well, I said, sir, listen, it's Saturday in the morning. I told you I'll buy it. Let's talk, let's talk come Monday. And long story short, we bought that facility. It cost us $500,000. I went to the bank and uh, Bank of Louisville then and uh, um, uh, the, the president of the bank uh, said to me, he says, you might be a risk preacher but you're a good risk. He said anybody that can raise $100,000 in 11 months I'm willing to take a chance with. We bought that facility. We, the mortgage was supposed to be for 15 years. We paid it off in 7 years. Somebody say glory. Yeah, paid it off in seven years, doing nothing but practicing biblical stewardship. We outgrew the facility that we were in, and so we bought the property beside us because we didn't want to get boxed in. So we bought that all the way down to Wathen Lane. 
And then God blessed us and then we built a, a new facility for $1.2 million. Amen. We could seat over there about 800 people strong and we had two worship services. We were growing, growing, growing. I'm telling you, people were parked everywhere, on the grass, everywhere. They said, Malone, how was service? I said, man, it was great. People were everywhere, cars parked everywhere. That looked good you know when the sun was shining but when it rained you can't park on that grass because you tapped the ground and people couldn't get out and so forth so then we started looking you know of how, what we would do and so we were going to buy the houses going down Wadden Lane but people wanted $150,000 for a house worth $45,000 we said no we ain't going to do that so then I started praying God open the door for you could just give us about 25 or 30 acres of land in the right place. God, we could build a future facility that could take care of us for years to come. So we just praying. We just praying. And then uh, our, 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 one of our charter members who served as our church administrator and as at one point as the director of Christian education in Eugene McCormick, he said, Pastor, he said, Southeast Christian out on Hikes Lane is for sale. I said, I thought they sold it to that school. He said, no, that deal didn't go through. It's still available. So we came out here, me and Eugene, we walked around and we're walking around looking at everything and so forth. Eugene said, Pastor, this is it. This is it. I said, well, Eugene, wait a minute. Let's just keep walking. Let's keep walking. And we walking around and walking around and so forth. And I said to God, Lord, I asked for 25 to 30. This is 24. God, I can take 24. Amen. And and so and so I uh, the realtor he he really didn't want to show us the property because he didn't feel like we could get it, and so I'm just a praying I'm just a praying, and uh, so I uh, I went down to the bank at National City then I knew the president Morton Board very well told him about my dream told him about my vision he said well Pastor try to raise as much money as you can he says I don't know if I could get the board to approve the whole amount but just do. Do, do the best you can and we'll, let's, let's go from there. So I said okay, so I'm just a praying, just a praying. I was working out that day, that morning and the Holy Spirit said to me, I've got people in this city, Pastor Malone who will help you to carry out what I'm purposing for your life. You should have seen me jumping off that treadmill. I jumped off the treadmill came back to the church on Dixie Highway, went in my office and then just got in God's face like nobody's business. Three people came to my mind to make a phone call to. I never got to the last two, only talked to the first person. I called to meet with this gentleman. I had never met with him before, and I got in like that. And when I got in like that, somebody said, how'd you get in like that? I said, nobody gets to see him that quick. I said, I called and asked to see him. <laughs> I wish I had somebody who knows God can open doors. Yeah, he can open doors. And when I went to see this person, they told me, said, now, Dr. Malone said, now, whatever you're going to say, be able to say it in 30 minutes because that's all you're going to get. You're only going to get 30 minutes. They told me the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. My meeting with this person was for 30 minutes. And uh, when I went in there, I, he asked me, you know, what, what did I want to share with him? I started sharing it with him. 
And as I was sharing it with him, he, he stopped me in the midst of sharing. He says, Pastor Malone, he says, I appreciate you. He says, because I've lived long enough to know that nobody does anything worthwhile in life if they're not willing to take a risk. And he says, the fact that you're willing to take a risk says something to me about your faith and about your belief in God. I told him how much we would have to pay for this facility, which was $7.3 million. And so he said, and I, I just went to him, I really just wanted him to back us with a million dollars. I wanted him to back us with a million so I could use that as leverage with the bank. He looks at me and says, I'm going to uh, give you a $7 million backing. He says, let me go to my office back here for just a minute. When he went back to his office, I turned to the other person in the room because I wanted to make sure I hadn't lost my mind. I said, did he say what I think he just said? They said, that's what he said, Pastor Malone. I said, Jesus, have mercy. He came back out. He wrote a note saying that I am going to back... Canaan Mission Baptist Church in the purchase of Southeast Christian Church located 2840 Hikes Lane. Closure can be settled whatever time there's agreement between both churches, da 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 da, signed his name. Said to me, go to the bank, give this to the bank, tell the bank to do as much as they can do and whatever they can't do, he says, I'll pick up the rest. Then he said to me, Oh yes, that's a place to praise him. Then he said to me before I left his office, he said, Pass my loan, if it takes eight million, get it. Then he said to me, and if you get it, I'm going to do something special for you the Sunday that you march in the building. Long story short, I went to the bank, told them what this gentleman said. The end of the deal is the bank then did their part. He picked up the other part, and we closed on the deal. The Sunday we marched in this building, that gentleman wrote this church a check for $100,000. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about God. Now, I'm not saying this to brag. So those of you sitting before me, everyone who's watching me through our virtual and online, th this is not bragging. I'm just telling you what God did and what God can do. Because I'm like Israel, if it had not been that the Lord was on our side, where would we be? So this is nothing more than a praise report. I'm just telling somebody that the God we serve is a God who can make a way when there appears to be no way. And somebody's watching me right now. Somebody's listening to me right now. And God's trying to tell you in your personal life that may be a pastor watching right now. God's trying to tell you if I can do it for Canaan Christian Church, I can do it for you. I'm just telling you the Lord has brought us from a mighty, a mighty long ways. We are blessed at this church that we got the Hosey Bradley uh, multi-purpose room and in that room it, it, it documents it, it, it is a historical uh, confirmation of where God has brought us from. There are pit, people's pictures hanging on the wall and there many who were charter members and persons who loved God with all of their heart, all their mind, soul, and strength. People who gave their very lives to this church. We couldn't put everybody's picture on that wall, but 
there are people who've gone home to be with the Lord whose pictures are not on that wall but they were charter members and everybody who's a part of the Canaan church today you are a beneficiary of the commitment and the consecration of people who went before you. Some of our charter members like Jose Bradley, like Carl Coleman they didn't make it into this facility. They, they went home to be of the Lord before we got here. But they were a part of the people who helped us to get here. And I need to help us to understand that God does not give you a foundation to sit on. He gives you a foundation to build on. And those of us who are the recipients of these people's commitment and consecration, we ought to say now that they have passed it on to us, we're going to do our very best to make sure that we take it even farther and farther and farther. Pastor, how did we get here? Well, one of the great hymns of the church is we've come this far by faith. We didn't come this far by funk. No, we didn't come this far by fashion. We came this far by faith. Come on, tell somebody, we came this far by faith. Yeah, the hymn writer says, this is hymn, is in your hymnal, page 222. We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He's never failed me yet. Oh, can't turn around. We've come this far by faith. When you look at it in the hymnal, you'll see when it says, Oh, it's got a long line there before you get to can't turn around. You see, so when you're singing it, you know, We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He never failed me yet. Now you're getting ready to get to O. Oh, see you can't you can't just say oh, you gotta stretch oh out, cause there's a whole lot in that oh, in that oh is me at Shoney's, cause I didn't have an office. In that O is us worshiping in Magazine Street because we didn't have our own building. In that O is people going to buy the offering plates. In that O is people going to Kinko's to create a bulletin. In that O is people making sacrifices. In that O is people reaching out to other people uh, about Christ. In that O is the church holding on to God's unchanging hand. Even when people were talking about us and acting like we were some kind of a cult. There's a whole lot in that O. And in your personal life, when you sang this hymn, you ought to think about where you came from. You ought to think about the struggles in your life. You ought to think about the difficult days. You ought to think about the dreary nights. You ought to think about when you were sick. You ought to think about when you were in situations and you didn't know how you were going to come out of it. Oh, can't turn around. 
we've come this far by faith. See, biblical faith is, I don't care what I'm dealing with right now. It's because of what God's already done. I ain't getting ready to turn around on God. If God took care of me in the past, he'll take care of me now. He'll take care of me tomorrow. Am I talking to anybody other than myself? Yes, Lord. Then there's some other great hymns that we have. Um, let me find out. I, I folded the pages down. Work with me, hymn book. Here we go. Yeah, here's another one. Uh, uh, Farther along. That's on page 326. Tempted and tried, we're often made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us, never molested, though in the wrong. When death has come and taken our loved ones, it leaves our home so lonely and dear. Then do we wonder why others prosper, living so wicked year after year. Faithful till death, said our loving master, a few more days to labor and wait. Toils of the road will then seem as nothing as we sweep through the beautiful gate. When we see Jesus coming in glory, when he comes from his home in the sky, then we shall meet him in that bright mansion. We'll understand it all by and by. Then we would sing the chorus, Father along, we'll know all about it. Father along, we'll understand why. Cheer up, my brother, live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by and by. This certainly there is that great hymn of the church, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. But grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me on. We could take the hymns from the hymnal, and these hymns can literally speak of, define, explain the storyline of our lives, both individually and collectively as a church family. My prayer for you as your pastor is that when we think about where God has brought our church in 39 years, my prayer is that everyone who makes up the Canaan church today will say, God, I thank you for the people who preceded me. I thank you, God, for that small group of people who got together with Pastor Malone 39 years ago and decided that they would trust in God who made a commitment to carry out the purposes of God in the world. And souls have been saved. People who are saved have been spiritually edified. Families have been strengthened in their walk with the Lord. And even my life and my family has been spiritually blessed and enriched because of the ministry of this church. So God, now I commit myself to you afresh so that your perfect and holy will will continue to be worked out in the life of this church to your glory, to your honor 
and to your praise. And for that, we give God the praise. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for sharing with us today for this segment of Taylor to Win. I pray that this word has brought encouragement and empowerment to equip you to live a faithful and fruitful life to the glory of Jesus Christ. Thank you.